G'day, you batting specialists, bowling geniuses, and those of you who think you are Glenn McGrath. This is another episode of the Everything Down Leg series. Tonight, I'll be hosting, joined by Reese. Reese, how you going, mate? Very well, my friend. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. We missed you last week out on the field. You know, we didn't get down that far in the order, but I'm sure you'll get up there eventually. Yeah, I'm, I'm still ang- <laughs> still angry. <laughs> Stupid rain. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Joey, you're on tonight. How are we going, mate? Mate, after some uh, technical difficulties, I'm here. I'm going well. Yeah, don't remind us about your technical difficulties, mate, honestly, seriously. <laughs> Before we get started tonight, I would love to... Give a quick merch update. Joey, we're still running with the uh, rugbyleaguemerch.com, kicking yes. into summer by dropping some pint glasses, some beer steins, as well as our usual shirts, hoodies. Um, what else am I missing, Joe? We got some stubby holders and mugs as well, uh, coasters and also bottle openers. So, And then 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. Boys, we've had an interesting week. Of cricket, we've uh, rain obviously for our local sport and not getting many games on last weekend. But the Aussies, you know, getting getting it done last night. Well, I should say very early hours of this morning. Yes, yes. Against uh, get against India. What 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 do we think so far of the uh the T Twenty series that is happening right now? I mean, look to be honest, I. I haven't really watched a lot of it uh, with the hours it's on and, and with work and everything. I haven't really watched much, but from what I've seen with the highlights, uh, we've been a little bit under par. I think India have done it convincingly. The first two, we obviously won the third one, which was good. It is a five game series. Um, Matty Wade, captain. I, I like it. I really like Matty Wade. Uh, he's always been, always been a player that I admire. So yeah, I don't know. Just haven't really watched much, but from the highlights, we're not, showing what we showed in the World Cup. I know it's a different squad, but... Reese, mate, what are you thinking of it? It's it's a funny one. Like, with all of the all of the buzz surrounding the World Cup, it kind of feels like a bit of a non-series. Like, yeah. like I, I don't... It's It definitely hasn't interested me as much, but, yeah, with obviously what we saw in the, in the third match with Glenn Maxwell once again showing he's a freak of nature, um, that's pretty... Yeah, I don't know. Not really much else to go on this series. I mean... We obviously have a another T20 World Cup coming up, so we need to start getting wins under our belt. But I don't know. You know, World Cup's taken it away from it a bit. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Look, I think the first two games was two different squads, so I think we're just still trying to find a balance there. You know, uh, the second one we came close... Oh, sorry, not the second one. The first one was a close one. They got it done with one ball remaining. So, you know, I'm not too disappointed about that one. Yes, I would have loved the win. And you can see that the effort's there. We scored 208 runs, only losing three wickets. We had them eight down mm. and they managed to, you know, scrape through with one ball to go. So, you know, it, it that just shows that if the game's tied again, you know, we just need to put in that little bit of extra effort just to get it over the line. Game two, very disappointing. India getting it done by 44 runs. Yashabsi Jaiswell, sorry if I got that wrong, getting 53. Raj Gaikwad, again, apologies if I got that wrong, 58. Ishan Kishan, 
52. You know, we're just letting all the top order batsmen walk all over us sort of thing. And then our top order aren't really doing much in that game. Let's look at our figures. Steve Smith, 19. Matt Short, 19. If the openers are scoring 50, you've got to reply with the 50 that's sort of right. thing. That's just that's just my books. But game three, Maxwell getting it done, scoring a 47-ball century, ending up 104 not out or 48 deliveries. I just thought that was absolutely incredible. I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised, though. I mean, he's the big show. He's so good. Well, he's waited till game three to do it. So Yeah, yeah. Like, he did it in the World <laughs> Cup as well. <laughs> That's exactly right. But my my concern is our bowling. Even though we won game three, Rutuvraj Gaikwad, 123 not out of 57 mm. deliveries. You know, honestly, that could have won the game right there. Mate, I, I saw the highlights of him. He was smoking them. He yeah. batted so well. Yeah, just absolutely tossing it up, you know, really carving up Australian bowling. I think in that game as well, Maxwell got carded for 30 off one over. Yeah. That's mm. not good. Not good, fellas. You cannot be bowling that in a in a T20 match. Like, you know, it's a very short formatted game. You need to constrict as many runs as possible to be going for 30 off and over. Not good at all. No. Um, before you continue, Lukey, sorry, mm. do you guys yeah, think right. that the international T20s, such as these Australia-India games, do you think that there is, uh, like, a lot of viewership anymore? Like, people love the Big Bash, and they love the T20 Big Bash and, and those sort of formats, but I feel like the international T20 now doesn't really get much viewership, if that makes sense. Like, I, I haven't mm. really watched a T20 game, apart from the Big Bash, in ages. Mm. Uh, whether whether it's Australia, whoever it is, the only real T20 game I watch now is is the Big Bash. Yeah, look, I'll just I'll just chip in and just say it just depends on what time the game's played. Yeah, yeah. I'll sit I'll sit there and watch it if it's played at eight o'clock at night. But yeah, twelve twelve thirty in the morning, the only real time that I'll be lucky enough to get it if it was on a Sunday and I was still out mm. partying Saturday. <laughs> and you know, mm. I'll come home and watch it while I smash a kebab after nine hundred <laughs> beers. But you know, just you know, w- like you said, mate, with work and you know, with other just life commitments, you can't be staying up till t- four in the morning. I just feel like it get the same emphasis that it used to when T twenty first came in. Remember when the Aussies had like the grey sleeves? They had the grey sleeves and the yellow, and then they had nicknames on the back of their jerseys, and it was such entertainment, and it was just a fun vibe. And I feel like. The Big Bash is still holding that really well. The Big Bash holds mm. a great, fun vibe, exciting time. But when you watch these international T20s, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, you know, like it's great to see Australia get it done. But, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like people have just sort of zoned out yeah. from that now. Yeah, well, you've um, you've explained it right there, Joe. I think big the Big Bash is such a spectacle. It's entertaining. Mm. And the other thing too, and it's it was one of the reasons why, especially if you go away from cricket, a lot of football, in the like early days realized that they wanted to go to night matches was people were off work. The kids could come down and everyone can get involved. And that's sort of been one of the things that T20 has done. Well, they've put on a good night show, get to see some cricket under lights and the um, international scene has seen that Mm. in the local comps, in the domestic comps. And they're trying to do the same thing but they're trying to do it at 12 a.m. in the morning, yeah. our time. It's just not going to, it's not feasible. But yeah, sure. If we're, if we're here, like we're in Australia. So if they're going to do a T20 series in Australia, we're going to watch it and we're going to probably 
think, oh yeah, cool. The T20 International's on tonight. Have a few beers, sit around. It's going to be good. But it's such a short format and it's better later in the day. It's just, I'm not surprised if it doesn't have as much viewership. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a different, it's a definitely good discussion to talk about. Mm. And yeah, I, th- I think we're all in agreement. If it was at eight o'clock, we'd watch it. It's 12.30, not going to watch it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know many people who would be getting up at 12.30 to watch no. it, but that's just my opinion. If we're still looking at the T20 Aussies versus Indias, that Rutu Raj Gaikwad is uh, leading the runs with 181, followed by Shurakuma Yadav with 138. Josh Inglis is number three with 122, and then Glenn Maxwell 116 at number four. So it's good to see that we've got a couple Aussies up there, but you know we'll just wait and see. You see, I got um, him. I got him hosting tonight, so we have to say those names. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing exactly. well. He's doing well. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Ravi Bishnoi is leading the wickets with six. Then proceed Krishna with four. Nathan Ellis with three. Jason Beradoff with two. So again, two Indians, two Aussies up in the top four, which is very good to see. It means we've yeah. got a sh- little bit of shining hope. But yeah, regarding the uh, T20 as well, what are we thinking about changing the teams so regularly? Like, what, what what are we thinking about that? Because I, if I go back in, I think we've had three different teams every single time. I get it first game, especially after a massive uh, ODI World Cup tournament and Ashes series. I get it for the first game, but then maybe the second and third game, I reckon you sort of keep the team that played the first game, especially if they're not tired. So let's say you've changed the whole team from the World Cup. There's only a few players in there that played in the World Cup. They shouldn't Mm. be really that tired for the second game. So I don't know why they're changing it every match. I think I think keep that same sort of format. I mean the third the third game they finally won with a with a different team. So who knows? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we're we're chopping and changing so much. There's yeah. we're not building we're not building consistency. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, that's what I'm worried about. Reese, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, we 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 you discussed it then, Joe. Um, come off the World Cup campaign. So it was na- natural to see such a different change, but we have players that work in ODI for ODI and test for test, when are we going to find that balance in T20? Yeah. You know, we're going to keep playing it. We need to, we need to work it out. It's a very good point, boys. And yeah, just another question for you. Moving on, Supercoach, we've still got a few spots in there. If you would like to join, the code to join us is 432943. So if you're interested in beating Joey in the Supercoach this year, please use that code and join us. Six spots Oops. left. Six spots. There you go. All right. Hot get in try. and get in early. BBL women. Thunder knocked out last night in the Eliminator. Oh. I was very, very disappointed with that. Joe, did you get catch any of that game? I didn't, mate. No, no. And I'm glad because I like the Thunder. <laughs> yeah. I do feel sorry for Brisbane Heat because yesterday was the Eliminator and they're playing currently right now. Against the Scorchers, yeah. Against the Scorchers. Uh, so, you know, I feel like the Scorchers have a little bit of an advantage there to go on to the uh, to play the 
uh, strikers in the final. However, update on that. The Brisbane Heat are currently 2 for 83 of 9.5 overs. Uh, Grace Harris smashing a 54 of 33 runs. Oh, yeah, Gracie. Uh, yeah, she's doing phenomenally. Uh, Georgia Redmayne, 11 of 15, and currently at the crease, Amelia Kerr, 11 of 9. And Miyong Du Priest, none for two. That, that's a that's a tongue twister. Right? I, think, hey, these, I think you got these, that right, these, though. These names tonight, mate. You're doing uh, such a good job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Scorchers bowling. Amy Edgar, none for six off one. Chloe Ainsworth, none for 21 off, about to be two. Sophie Devine, none for 14 off one. Natalie Shiverbrunt, one for 11 off two. Alana King, one for 11 off two. Lily Mills, none for 11 off one. And Piper Cleary, none for nine off one. We'll confirm if she is Nathan's sister. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing, wouldn't it? Be exactly. Awesome. <laughs> one, one, one topping the uh the NRL boards and one topping the cricket boards. Yeah. But yeah, as it stands, the strikers are first team in the final. The winner of the Scorchers and the Heat will be the finalist. As the ladder stands right now, strikers on the top, Scorchers second, Brisbane third, Sydney Thunder finishing fourth, Sixers fifth, Hobart sixth, Melbourne Stars seventh, and Ooh. Renegades. Eight. So honestly, I'm not too, I'm not too disappointed with that result for the Sydney Thunder finishing top four. I think they did really well. Yeah, there was a Absolutely. couple of players that, couple of players that stood out. Um, yep. and yeah, he did phenomenally. What do we reckon, boys? What are we thinking about the women's BBL? We liking it? Oh, it was, it was a great spectacle. I think it's so. It, I think we've said it heaps on this pod how good it is to see the women's game flourishing and thriving. It's really mm. good. I mean, look, some of these women match it with the men. The way that some of these women bat and bowl, they could really match it in in the BBL itself. So it, it's great to see. The, the only thing I'm disappointed with is that they have the season before the men's comp. Yeah, which is fair, which is fair enough. You like you've got to book grounds and everything like that. Like obviously, you can't have two games at the same ground at the same time. But why are they playing during the day? Yeah, no. put, put them put them put them in the night so I can see prime time, prime, prime time, time, seven pm. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's exactly right. Uh, Channel Ten or whoever's broadcasting it this year. Yeah, I think it's seven. Oh, seven? Sorry. Well, one of them. Yeah. One of them. Good people, put anyway. Put it on at seven <laughs> o'clock when I can sit, eat my dinner, and watch the cricket. Yeah, exactly. I've exactly. got like it just baffles me. It absolutely mm. baffles me. You you want viewers? Put it on when viewers can sit and watch it, not while they're sitting at work, just checking the live update sort of thing. That's <laughs> that's where I've been very lucky because I, I work in a in a rugby league club and. Oftentimes, I'm not doing anything because I've done all my work and I get to watch some of the women's big patch. So all, so all these weekends, Luke, when he's telling us he can't play cricket, he's actually not doing anything. He's just standing <laughs> around watching it. Just watching he's... cricket. I'm, I'm standing Sorry, in the bushes Sorry, boys, I can't make it this play. week. <laughs> he's, he's sitting in a club having a beer, doing absolutely nothing. While we're slaving away out on the pitch. <laughs> if, 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 if he calls me and says, but I'm not in for this week and I look at the weather and it's a 32 degree day. I know exactly where he is. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, but other than that, boys, we'll wrap up the uh, Big Bash, both women's and men's. We'll jump into some Nepean news. Joey, you were useless last week because you didn't even turn up, so I won't even acknowledge you. <laughs> but fifth grade managed to get a start. Uh, not a great start, but we got a no, bit it's... of a start in the rain against... Against Mitchumbury Warriors, we were six for fifty-eight after about seventeen overs, and that was stumped for the day due to the pelting storms. Only one real mention 
won't say his name, but he got 35 not out out of those 58. Um, uh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it was <laughs> Phillips. Me. S. Phillips. Well done. S. S. Phillips. Phillips. S. Phillips actually opened and was going really well, and then the pork chop decided to take off stump against a <laughs> against a spinner, and then he went oh, here no. some catching practice and got caught and bowled. Oops. So yeah, uh, massive brain explosion there. I don't even know. <laughs> don't even know what was going on. Nah, not related yeah, to him at all. Nah, who knows that guy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, we got on. Um, got good thing on. is. Got off, back on, got off again. Got back off after one over. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Good good news is is that the rain affected every team. So, you know, mm. every team every team's going to get a washout point. The, the good news was that I didn't play and it got washed out. So that was good. <laughs> uh, Morton Nepean News, the T20 comp starting this week, which is excellent to see. Um, got Panthers first round, which is... Oh, nice. We'll see how we go, but... Yeah, it's a good, good little, uh, good little in, uh, in mid-season competition. It's on a Sunday morning from nine till twelve, uh, eighty minutes per innings, which is lovely. Obviously, with a break in the middle, and yeah, it's just a five-round five series, which I think it's going to bring out some different characters on the cricket pitch, i.e., some better batting, some worse batting. We don't know yet, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun to read in the rules that. They actually play leg side wides in the T Twenty comp, so I'm yeah, yeah, wow. so I'm so I'm waiting to see how many wides we're going to be given, <laughs> especially with some of our bowlers. <laughs> so Luke's Luke's not bowling anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's not bowling. Yeah, I'm not bowling. Reese isn't bowling. <laughs> no one's bowling. Luke's bowling just, from both it's ends. Just, it's just Luke and Brad from both ends. That's it. Yeah, ten each, mate. Straight away. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> each bowler's only allowed three overs, which is good. A three. So, wow. Yeah, and because it's a nine aside, you've got your wicket keeper, so ah, yes. everyone's gonna bowl. Like every, yeah. you're gonna have to bowl everybody. So, geez, I should have played with with life. We we understand. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we understand why you don't want to join us. Yeah, that's exactly right. Reese, you're not even playing. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get one in there. My my, my excuse is better, Reese. <laughs> yeah. Who we got this week, mate? Emu planes. Oh, with- Emu planes. With an official umpire again, I got we yeah. got the luck of the draw too in That's two weeks. That's been very good. That's been very good. And the boys are back. All three of us are in. Oh yeah, How we good? are. Oh How well, good? I haven't I haven't made my cuts yet. We don't. Yeah, know. Oh yeah, true, yet. true. Well, <laughs> I've got to, I've only got to cut one now because Mushy Mushy put his hand up and said I won't play. Oh sweet, don't cut us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was I thought you guys were going to play the whole game last week when it wasn't raining, and I was like so annoyed that I was missing it. When, oh, yeah. when I see when I see bank confirmation, I'll uh, I won't cut you. Yeah, a little little payment to come through. Some of your dates, sexual favors. We tried to we tried to put that into a um a uh, transfer one time. The bank wouldn't allow it because it was like wrong language or something. <laughs> but yes, that be it for the PN news, fellas. We will jump into Reese's rundown. Oh, yeah. All right, so it's a bit of a bit of a long one tonight because a lot of stuff's happened so um uh, bear with me i'll start with a um i'll start with a small one for you boys so uh afghanistan international rashid khan we all know him very well has ruled himself out of the upcoming bbl 13 campaign due to an injury sustained in the world cup requiring having minor surgery on his back in his world cup campaign he picked up 12 wickets which was the most for afghanistan uh, Rashid had previous, previously threatened to boycott the BBL at the end of last summer, 
after Australia had withdrawn from a series against Afghanistan on human rights grounds, a decision he later overturned when he nominated for this year's draft. But fans will have to wait longer to see the Crafty Leg spin a lineup for the strikers as he will be eligible to be retained by the team in next year's players draft. So yeah, a bit of a bit of a loss for the strikers boys. So I've always liked Rashid Khan playing. What do you reckon? Yeah, he's he's been a good player for the for the strikers there. And he's been he's always brought that entertainment, which is what the BBL is. He's always brought that that character to their team. And he and he's a and he's a funny bloke. You, you hear him chatting through the mic sort of thing. And he and he can spit out some good one liners. So, you know, it's gonna be disappointing. But, you know, with the promise of him coming back, well, with the hopes of him coming, I I, I don't think the BBL is gonna lose like have interest loss sort of thing. You know, people are gonna be still watching, people are gonna be cheering him on. He'll all he's the type of bloke that'll turn up to games, you know, when he can, obviously in support. The camera will be on him anyway. So mm. he's gonna have his presence no matter what. It'll yeah. everyone will everyone he won't be playing, but he won't be missed, sort of thing. Like, you know, he'll, yeah. he'll still be there. He'll still be a regular around the squad. He'll still he'll probably be involved in some way, you know, whether it's just mentoring or I don't know. Like it's it's a good opportunity for someone to to jump in and fill the spot because he has held that spot for quite a while. Um, yeah. So what do you think about all this, Joe? I was fucking gutted, mate. I had him in super coach. <laughs> uh, I was ready to go. Rashid Khan's so good in super coach. And now I've got to, got to go back to the drawing board, but I won't give away my, uh, my secrets. I did change the team for my 17th time tonight. Uh, you, just so, gave it, you just gave it away. You've lost him. <laughs> yeah. but Actually, I, be, I better check too, because I think I might've him. had him. I've replaced him with an absolute superstar. It's free sway war, but I won't I won't <laughs> give it away right now. But yeah, no, mate, massive loss. Uh it's good he's coming back. As Luke said, I don't think the BBL will miss him too much because he will be back. So that is uh one shining light of that. Yeah, it's better he comes back fit than not at all. Yeah, for sure. Moving on. So the ICC have announced in the last week that they will be trialing a stop clock concept in between overs in hopes to speed up games across ODI and T20I matches. The new rule, which will be in effect from December 3rd, when the West Indies and England begin a three-match series, will see a five-run penalty imposed on the bowling side if they fail three times in an innings to start a new over within a minute. This has been in discussion for a long time and is by no means an unprecedented move in sport, as tennis has a similar rule in which players have 25 seconds in between points to get ready to serve or receive a violation. It was first suggested to be used in cricket by the MCC's World Cricket Committee, which consists of Ricky Ponting, Saurav Ganguly, and Kumar Sangakkara. They all recommended the shot clock to be used during the dead in a game. What do we think about all this? Angelo Matthews will be shitting himself. <laughs> he, uh, he he doesn't want he, he doesn't want any less time to get on the field and put his helmet on. So uh, he'll be he'll be shitting himself. Now, nah, look, I, I don't mind the concept. Um, you know, the game of cricket is on the slower side, and it's probably good to uh, remind people that there are you know timings for things. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't mind it. I mean, we watch a lot of fast games. Rugby league such a fast game now with their shot clocks and everything. So. I think people are just used to it, but personally, I don't mind. Look, all I can all I can comment to that is, and I related to basketball last night. I've been a ref for I don't know eight nine years down at my local basketball stadium. I've been part of the basketball community for sixteen years, and a referee called a what is what is called a, a late entrance to the line 
violation. And it basically means when a shooter is having his, his free shots, the rebounders on the side sort of thing around the key, once the ball has been handed to the shooter, no one can then enter and become an extra rebounder sort of thing. That's the first time in 16 years I've ever seen that called. <laughs> mm. It's a rule. It's always been a rule. But it's the first time I've ever actually seen one coming. So this shot clock thing, we've got timeout rules and all that, but how often is it going to be used? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say to that, really. You know, it, it'll be once in a blue moon, I reckon it'd be used sort of thing. Yeah, that's really all I can say on it sort of thing. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how it's implemented across the shorter format yeah. when we've got the longer format seeing um, championship points being docked for mm. slow over rates. Mm. So I don't know is there is there a p- potential for the expansion of the rule across long format where you know we're seeing uh, look, look, we're seeing things like Australia sweating on a result to be able to make a final in the first in the first round so i don't know do we need to see something similar in the longer format are you talking one day as or test test no i don't reckon good thing i love test mentalities right now i wouldn't add anything else to it i don't mind like give monetary fines to slow over rates if you want to enforce it increase the fines yeah yeah you know if if you want if you want to wipe like it's you're never going to wipe it out of the game you know cricket australia is worth a lot of money. If they get fined for a slow vote, slow over rate, it's not going to burn a hole in their pocket. Hmm. So increase it, make it something that's not worth paying. And then that way nations will drill into their teams. We're not going to fork it out. We're going to deduct it from your pay. So, you know, make it something that the play, these players are going to stand there and go, well, I don't want to, I don't want to lose money. And, you know, so I think I don't want to be fine. So let's go, you know, let, let's work harder. That's what I take on Well it. said. Just get just get running between overs. Just get sprinting. You know, it's not that hard. Just leg it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, well, easy. Take, just take get, your just, own advice, Reese, this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> just get a just get a new bike and don't don't fizzle out in the 40th over like me. No, anyway. man. Just just go for boundaries. What's this run between wickets shit? Yeah. What what are we running? What why are we running after we hit the ball? What's that <laughs> nonsense? Why are you running? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the um the World Cup is still dominating headlines, but I've got a good one for you. So Indian spinner Ravi Chandran Ashwin yes. has in a recent video come out in full praise of Pat Cummins' tactical brilliance in the World Cup final. Now I'll read you some quotes uh, because you you need the full picture, but bear with me. It's going to be a bit long, but it's totally worth it. So the quotes begin as, Cummins' execution should be applauded. It is easy to plan to bowl to a leg side field. It is easier to bowl that way in a test match because the umpires will not call a wide, even if you bowl a couple of balls down leg. But to not bowl a wide down leg in an ODI, execute plans with that field and not allow batters to drive the ball is brilliant. In my experience, I've seen bowlers go for at least one or two fours with such a field. It was the first time I saw a fast bowler bowl to an off-spinner's field without a mid-off in a one-day game. Tactical brilliance, tactical execution, they had us there. Now, Cummins' call to bowl, obviously, after winning the toss, major surprise to everyone. And uh, Ashwin was quizzing Australia's chairman of selectors, George Bailey, about it during the innings. <clears throat> the next part is Australia deceived me personally with their decision at the toss. I really like that quote because it's very rare to find 
anyone in sports that's willing to just admit that mm. we've been humbled. <laughs> England. <laughs> Who said that? Oh, you've got a bad cough there, mate. <laughs> I was checking out if the pitch was disintegrating at the meetings and I met George Bailey, the chairman of selectors, and I asked, why didn't you guys bat first like you always do after winning the toss? For that, he answered back, we have played IPL and bilateral series for a long time now. In a, and in our experience, the red soil disintegrates, but the black soil gets better to bat on under lights. In the match against South Africa at Lucknow, it was a red soil pitch that didn't just seem, but turned to as time went by. Dew is not a big impact in red soil pitches, whereas black soil pitches are good turners in the afternoon. But in the night, the pitch solidifies into a flat track and plays as though it's made of concrete. Now, I've always liked Ashwin. You know, I think he he shoots straight from the hip, tells it like it is, and doesn't seem to mind if he ruffles a few feathers along the way. So it's no Mm. surprise to me that he would have been onto this from the start. I just want to get your um, want to get your thoughts because it's the first real sort of telling from one of the opposition that they saw our plan and liked it. I just think it's a classy act from Ashwin. I think it's uh, it shows a real level of maturity to be able to come out and actually say that about your opposition, even though you know the rest of the Indian team weren't as happy as we spoke on last week and a few of the. Uh, you know, uh, social media stuff that went on. But I think it's a really classy act. I, I really like that from Ashton. And, and he's spot on. Yeah, 100%. If, if you're going to lose, at least do it humbly. But then I, in saying that, there was a quote, and I'm not sure if you're going to bring it up, Reese, uh, that Ben Stokes released. I was going to – you can mention it. Um... Oh, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what it is, but I know that he basically <laughs> says, you know, it was hard to write this or something like yeah, that, but was, well with, done with, to the with... Aussie. With gritted teeth. Yeah, with um, gritted teeth. Yeah, it was Yeah, something like, it's hard to, basically something along the lines of hard to go past it. Uh, there's no better feeling than holding the World Cup above your head at the end of the final. So, you know, massively well-deserved to Australia or something. So, yeah, even even the English are showing more class than India. Yeah, so I was going to say, look, you know, it's, it's good to say, it's good to say that there are some people in the world that can admit they lost and yeah. they were beat. And especially coming out of India, it makes it a little a little bit better as well because this whole saga about doctrine pitches and all this other mm. rubbish and blah, 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 you know, like, and, and the fact that India were 9-0 or 8-0 and sort of thing, like, you know, for, yeah. for, that, for one of them to come out and say, yeah, well done, you, you beat us. Yeah. yeah it's, it, that's a good feeling. It was interesting too because Ashwin – he didn't play much of the World Cup. I think he only featured in one match. So it was, I guess, in in a way, sort of like a, a blessing to the cricket world to have such an opinion because he could sit there and he could dissect the game and think about it. And you know, honestly, to to have to like to, to have the courage to go up to George Bailey and go, "Why did you do this before the game was over?" Just 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 for the pure sake of wanting to know from one cricketer to another you know what's what what's the plan here well what are you doing and so i i haven't been too impressed about what's uh <laughs> what's been coming out of india and my next point will highlight that further but i'm really happy that ashwin's come out and said this it's so good to see just a breath of fresh air in the media what was the next one you were going to say oh i was going to say now it's time to put a bit of a damper on that lovely news <laughs> 
Don't you but know? Also, you always bring out the worst news and you <laughs> sign off with a happy one. Come on, Reese. <laughs> well, it depends on how you want to look at it because it is quite funny, but it's also quite annoying. But I think it's probably like a 70-30 split. 70 funny, 30 annoying. So Mitch Marsh has been in the firing line. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> he has been subject of an angry fan letter it's not annoying after... at all this is actually 100 percent funny but yeah continue <laughs> after a fan had reacted to a photo of him sitting in the dressing room with his feet on the world cup trophy going so far as to write to the indian prime minister calling on him to be banned from the country <laughs> directly to the prime minister narendra modi and other and another to the country sports ministry, the fans said Marsh disrespected both religious and cultural sentiments of the nation by putting his feet on something that Indians consider sacred. Is that same person going to ban everybody else for other countries for killing cows? <laughs> I'm just saying, like what? <laughs> Indian fast bowler Muhammad Shami, who ended the World Cup with the leading wicket taker. Oh, well, as the leading wicket-taker with 24, told reporters on Friday the image left him feeling hurt. <laughs> the trophy for which all the teams in the world fight, the trophy which you want to lift over your head, keeping a foot on that trophy did not make me happy. And uh, asked about the photo upon touching down in Melbourne on Friday, Marsh was unaware of the target on his back. He quotes, it's got a bit of legs, that photo, hasn't it? Pardon the pun. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot, but there you go. I think that's just... Absolutely ridiculous. I understand that, you know, he's a bit upset. Yeah, look, not the most classy thing to do with the trophy that you just won, put your feet on it. But if, they you want it. At, if you look at other sports, the Proven Simmons trophy for NRL, that gets broken every single year. So can I can I write to uh Penrith rugby league and ask them to ban Nathan Cleary because he was one of the ones who broke it last year. Like Nin- yeah. ni- 1990, mate, Laurie Daly dropped it off the car when they were parading through the streets for the race. There you go. I want Laurie Daly banned from the NRL because he Between broke the <clears throat> Which um which one was it? 2018 or 19 when um New South Wales won the origin, they drank a beer off the shield. That's and exactly everyone's right. like, they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't. It's just such, so disrespectful. They should be ashamed of themselves. And I'm like, just get a cloth and wipe it down. That's exactly right. <laughs> Had India won it and India were drinking beers off that trophy or, you know, they, or they were throwing it across the dressing room playing, you know, piggy in the middle. Like they would be like, yeah, how, well, how funny sort of thing. It's the fact that they lost and we did something with the trophy. They didn't like it. What a tosser. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now I'm just pissed off. Joey, get angry. Go on, Joey. Where's your blow up? Bring it on. I, I feel like I've got one of these every week, boys, just with this Indian team in the World Cup. First off, grow the fuck up to this guy that wrote the fan letter because it, they've just won the fucking World Cup. They've just won the World Cup. They're having a few drinks. He's not thinking about where his feet are going. He's going, I can win this thing. My feet will sit here for the next three years until we play again. All right? And I think good on him. Good on Mitch Marsh for doing it. He was one of our World Cup heroes. He deserves to put his feet wherever the fuck he wants. And the Indians need to grow up and move on. You know what I think is bigger crime? Travis had those sunglasses. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ban him from India because yeah, those yeah, are some that's huge, right. 
Those were some putrid as sunnies. Where's but the media it, about that? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Or the fact that he was, you know, three days on a bender. It was really funny. I was listening to a podcast segment and it was um Alyssa Healy. She was she was the guest on the podcast and the she was talking about messaging Hetty's wife, Jess, right? And she's messaged and she said, you know, congratulations. We all know it was you and not him, blah, 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 supporting, you know, sort of thing. You know, it's all about the wife's behind the scenes, fair enough, you know, which, you know, good on to those women for, you know, being there for that, like, you know, and uh, whatnot. Yeah, she said, oh, you know, have you heard from me or something like that? And Jess was like, no, but I've heard from someone else that – He's still on the grind or something like that. And then it was, and it was, he's partying harder. Oh, so he's celebrating this harder than he celebrated our wedding. Good on him. Good on him. <laughs> that was, that's straight from Jessica or Jess Head, Travis Head's wife, everybody. <laughs> he celebrated the World Cup harder than he did his wedding. So, <laughs> yeah. That was a harrowing photo of him fronting up to. Oh. Running up to the team. I'm glad Just, he didn't play that first T20. It, we, we might have looked another vomiting on the pitch moment. Oh. <laughs> but you know what? Had he gone out there and he scored a century, oh, it, it's, it would have been He would have been different. an Australian hero. Build him a statue. They, he, say, he, they, they say that's the best medicine. You just keep drinking. He, he should have just kept drinking an and Australian played. hero. <laughs> yeah. Travis said he's an Australian hero. <laughs> yeah, forget, forget Scobo at the G. Travi Head, mate, World Cup. Build them both a statue, thank you. <laughs> Do not forget about Scobo. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Reese? <laughs> nah, that I've, was it for this sorry, week. Sorry, sorry, before you finish, Reese, I actually do have Oh, we're still going again. On. Yes, yes. I've always <laughs> Two weeks some, in a row. Mate, I put it in the chat. I thought you were going to say it, but this was part of the World Cup as well, and it came from Pat Cummins, and he said, we're in the huddle after the Coley wicket, and Steve Smith says, boys, listen to the crowd for a second. And we just took a moment of pause and it was as quiet as a library. A hundred thousand Indians there and it was so quiet. I'll savor that moment for a long time. Me too. That was yeah, that's that's an amazing thing and sort yeah. of And it, it's 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 good as well. Even just the team, you could just see the team was down. Yeah. That would have been a good start. Thanks, Joey, and thank you for that, Reese. You know, boys, it doesn't get much better than watching sport on a Sunday arvo. However, sometimes you need a snack. And now, with Gibson's country-style jerky, your snack needs are complete. With a wide variety of flavours, including teriyaki, honey-soy garlic, mild chilli and pepper steak, Gibson's has all your jerky needs covered. Get your jerky at gibsoncountrystylejerky.com or follow Gibson's Country Style Jerky on Facebook and Instagram. And now, if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off. Gibson's Country Style Jerky, for the snackaholic in you. Moving on... Luke's legends. There's there's too many to talk about, fellas. We'd be here for another week if I, you know, rabbled on. Uh, well, so what he's saying about... is he didn't come prepared again. <laughs> no, I've got one. No, Thank I'm you joking. very much. I've got one, and she's uh she. I mentioned her earlier, but it's uh Grace Harris for oh, yes. Grace. the Brizzy Heat. You know, she's done well tonight. Fifty three. Yeah, she she's she's done really well for the um the Brisbane Heat. And I think she's something that you build your franchise around, like mm. the, of, of, like Brisbane Heat women. If you build your team around her, she's a good mentor for up-and-coming players. Um, and she really shows everyone how to play 
play the game and in a quick format as well. You know, 50, 50 odd of 30 balls. You know, that's that's just an impressive way to play cricket. So I think Grace, Grace Harris is going to be a future legend of the sport. Um, 100%. 100%. So, yeah. Um, what do you boys think? What do you... Have you caught much, I, much of her games? Gracie Harris, mate, I think you're, you're exactly right there. Definitely a, a future legend. I mean, she's already a star in the women's BBL and what she's done already... That I still can't get over that six she hit with the broken bat. Just incredible that's, stuff. That's um, exactly. That's exactly. What right. a moment! What a moment! Yeah. I, if uh, Brisbane Heat can pull off a win tonight, I'll I'll back her for a fifty um, in the final against the Strikers. There you go. That's um, got to be good odds. Yep. Moving on to the uh, fifth drop this week, we're going to talk about our top five left arm quicks that have played for Australia. Um, I can start because I don't have five. I only have four. <laughs> I didn't have five, but you know, doing a bit of research, we don't actually we haven't had many left arm quicks for Australia, sort of thing. We've we've had a few, but not many. So I'm going to open it up, and I'm sure that the two of you will agree. We've got the Mitch duo, Mitchell oh, yeah. Stark and Mitchell Johnston, both l- l- um lethal bowlers for the Australian. Cricket teams, Mitch Johnson, I'll never forget the ball that he got. Uh, Michael Carberry, I think it was, down the leg side, and he, he mm. sort of jumped to the offside and it took out leg peg. Absolutely hilarious moment. The look on his face was just like, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> but then I also had uh, Nathan Bracken and Bruce Reed. Yes, Bruce Reed, good. I had to do had to do a little bit of research on because I didn't don't know him at all. But from what I have read, Bruce Reed is uh, up there. Yeah, but th- that's my four out of five left arm quicks for Australia. Joey, who have you got this week? Uh, mate, Mitchell Johnson, always number one for me. Uh, the way he bowled and could hold the stick as well was a really good batsman. But I want to take you boys back a bit. I also did a little bit of research, which is uh, quite a shock. But Bill Johnson, boys, now he uh, made his test debut in 1947. He took a staggering 160 wickets in 75 innings with an economy of 2.07. Now, I know it was the 40s, but that's still incredible for Australia. He was a left-arm quick. Uh, another one who was from the 50s and 60s, Alan Davidson for Australia. Uh, he went Australia to in South Africa in 1957-58. He took 72 wickets and scored four centuries on the trip, on the one trip over the one year. For the next five years, he firmly plonked himself into the team as a punishing bowler of the new ball and a dangerous striker in the lower middle order. So, love to see that. Uh, Bruce Reed, of course, as you said. But one that we're also forgetting, boys, Dougie Bollinger. I thought when Dougie came onto the scene, it was really good to see him. Uh, you know, probably didn't have the career span of the others that we've mentioned, but I thought Dougie was a really good bowler. So, yeah, there's some of mine. Excellent, excellent stuff, yes. Dougie Bollinger up there. To be honest, when I was doing my research this afternoon, I thought he was a right-hander, so I never looked at him. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Reese, you got some names for us, some some stats or anything like that? Yeah, well, we can't. Yeah, we can't go past the Mitch duo. I saw something interesting the other the other day. It was like there's been a a left arm bowler named Mitch playing for Australia for the better part of a decade. Yeah. So it's quite impressive. We we all know how Mitch Johnson terrorized the English batsman in that Asher series all that all that time ago. And um who could forget the Mitch Stark 160 delivery to Ross Taylor, who just blocked it like it was nothing. I was expecting a shattered bat, but anyway. 
Um, I don't have many, but I, I did want to mention Jason Berendorf. Mm, uh, nice. I've actually quite liked the way he bowls, and I think he's been very unlucky with injury. Mm. Um, very handy action and a, a good competitor too, which is which is funny because he he looks like a nice guy, but he bowls very very ugly to batsmen and just really just uses that nice guy. Yeah, I'm going to get you. <laughs> That's exactly right. Me. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is very, very handy skill set to have as a fast bowler. But yeah, I, I, it doesn't go back that far for me. So I'm just going to stick with those three. Very nice. Oh. I think I think it just proves right-hand people are superior, just saying. <laughs> Mate, lefties, lefties. You guys forgot the main left-hand bowler, all right? Mate, it, it did say top five, not top 500. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, yeah, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. I just and missed it, out. And even that's a stretch. <laughs> you, came, you came in at 501. Yeah. Especially, you know, when, when, when it comes to quicks, mate, I'm as quick as they come, so watch yeah. out. Exactly, mate. You beat me for pace every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, some very good names, very good names, and some very good banter from the boys there. Our last but not least, a little bit of conversation for tonight, our silly mid-on. Two questions this week coming in from Oliver. Seems like the only person listening who knows a little bit about cricket. <laughs> but we'll we'll get we'll get right into them. First one, uh, battle of the left armors with great hair. Who do we rate more, Dougie Bollinger, maybe so much the great hair, or Nathan Bracken? Personally, I'll have oh. to go with Bollinger because I've watched a lot more of his game, but you guys might have different opinions, so I'll I'll go with Bollinger. Boy, Nathan so we- Bracken, Nathan Bracken, a hundred percent. The the blonde, the long blonde hair, mate. That's uh, the you know, uh, let, forget about being good bowlers. It was the blonde hair for me. Just running into the wind, the hair flailing. Yeah, Bracken all day of the week. I mean, Bollinger was a ranger, wasn't he? And what do you got against Ranger people? <laughs> nothing, nothing. You know, just, yeah. just, just everything. <laughs> yeah, he was ginger. So that's all. That's all I remember about him. <laughs> Racy, what do you got, mate? Bollinger or Bracken? Well, it, it's I'm, I'm leaning more towards uh, Bracken. Uh, Bollinger's a good shout though because his hair didn't really suit him because he's such he's quite a. It's quite like a, a burly bloke and his hair was always nice. But um, Nathan Bracken, yeah, Joey, I, I reckon he just mesmerized people with how pretty he was. Oh, 100%. <laughs> mesmerized like, me. He's, he's, yeah, he's ma- making um, making the batsman fall in love with him. Like, oh, and then stumps. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a trick. Five seconds later, it was like, oh, they've been dislodged. How can you betray Have- me? Have you boys seen Dougie Bollinger now, though? He has no hair, but he has a mad orange beard. This is Dougie Bollinger now. <laughs> yeah! What a legend. What a yeah. sex god. So for those that can't see, he is a, has a shaved head and a full orange beard, sort of like a, a little bit like mine, but orange. Um, Every yeah, so. single person I've seen that like of fame or anything, or even just mates, start out with long hair and then it gets shorter but the beard gets longer and then it's like bald with a massive beard. I had a mate that did that. It it's was, a fashion, mate. It's a fashion. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's just, there's nothing else. It's just funny. <laughs> anyway, no, go, Loki. <laughs> no, you, you guys keep going. 
Um, if you wanted to, are we ready for the second question? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. All right. Again, from Mr. Oliver Cooling. By the way, he's getting these questions in on our Instagram for the Ruck Infringement podcast. To make sure you get your questions in, you can get them through Instagram, Facebook, and all of our social media. Yes. So it's good It's good to see him getting his questions in, on all platforms. But his second question was, which player in the Australian domestic has the most potential? Furthermore, who has been the biggest waste of potential? I want to go last. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not really across the domestic scene too much. Um, I do watch a little bit of uh, Shield cricket, but not too much. I think oh, oh, biggest potential for me at the moment, I mean, we've mentioned him a couple of times, but like, that's Fraser McGurk, but I'm going to go with someone else. I am I know he's been a bit injured with his concussions in Adelaide, but Will Pekoski. Now, Will Pekoski played a few test matches, real up-and-comer. I think if he can battle these concussion issues, he could be a real mainstay and has a whole ton of upside and potential. So he's one for me. With a waste of potential, maybe someone like a Daniel Sams, who we've seen has thrived in the Big Bash, but when it's come to that sort of domestic cricket, can't really get any further than that New South Wales system. Uh, so maybe Sams for me, but don't want to talk ill with players. I think they're all doing amazing job. Reese, what do you think, mate? Yeah, look, it's that's a tough one because we're we're currently trying to fill a void with opening batsmen for you know David Warner's retirement. Um, Pekovsky's a good shout. I definitely feel like Cameron Bancroft got screwed over a lot. Obviously, mm. we know why <laughs> it happened. We won't bring it up, but um, he's been very consistent in Shield. He's been putting runs on the board. Um, I think it's as good as time as any to give him another crack. In terms of wasted potential, is it wasted potential as in we're not using him or they're not performing their best? I think it's oh, their performance. On. Do you want me to ring him and ask? You're just going <laughs> to play it by the question, mate. Just, <laughs> Take it just... how you want and answer it. <laughs> in terms of wasted potential, I'm going to have to go with Marcus Harris. Yeah, okay, I like because it. He's had such a. It's he's he's got it all there. He's he's got mm. like he's got the ability. He's just not doing anything. I was looking at his um, and look, I I think he's a nice bloke, and everything. But I was looking at his um shield stats today, uh, this morning rather, and they're not that great. There's a one hundred and sixty two in there, out of scores of zero and sixteen and a couple of twenties and whatnot. But yeah. I think, and he's he's had a good he's had a good chance up in like the Australian Test team, and hasn't gone on with it. So yeah, like I said, uh, generally a nice guy, and you know I don't know if it's tweaks or whatever he's got to do. I'm I'm not a Shield player. All right, I'm gonna go with, and I'm gonna go with a bloke for potential. I'm gonna go with a bloke who has already broken out into the BBL world. He's done somewhat okay. I haven't seen him have a. Um, an amazing standout, but it, it's Dammy Harper. Oh. Uh, he's has been wicketkeeping for, I think, he Renegades last year. But the reason I bring him up, because this Tuesday that just been, the South Australian Redbacks took on Victoria. Sammy Harper hit 150 of 99 deliveries. Yeah, that was impressive. And, 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 and not only that, he did it coming out at number six. He did. He didn't do it as an opener. He didn't do it as a first drop. 
Number six, he walks out to the crease. 99 deliveries later, he's on 150. You're Chris White, mate. Exactly. Exactly that. That's I, a counterpunch. Yeah. yeah. Exa- honestly. Um, so, uh, Victoria batted first and we're all out for 278, given Harper's 150. Yeah. South Australia came in and we're all out for 252. So, only 20, 26 run behind. Victoria currently sit... Uh, with a 38-run lead and nine wickets remaining in the second innings, so it's going to be a going to be an interesting finish. But uh, yeah, Sammy Harper just absolutely incredible. If he could convert that to big bash because he's playing big bash again, you know we're we're in for an entertaining big bash, fellas. Very absolutely. very good. Even if he put on a fi- a quick fire fifty, like it will be. Absolutely phenomenal. And then waste the potential. I won't say waste the potential as in he blew it, but I'm going to agree with Joey in the sense that I think Will Bukowski was hard done by with his. Oh, I thought you meant me. No. <laughs> I was like, mate, it was one drop. It was one no. drop, all right? Yeah, no, no. I, I, Will Bukowski, I, I think he's just been so hard done by by his injuries and everything like that. And I, I'm going to perceive waste of potential as in he had the potential there and then just due to. Okay uncontrolled circumstances there yeah. that potential is now wasted yeah um i think i thought he would have been an excellent cricketer for australian cricket but just with so many head knocks he's just it's just safety comes into play like yeah for sure you have we have got to protect these players and we cannot send him out because he mm. is at risk of injury sort of thing so mm. you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say he's my wasted potential but it is not his fault it is a shame yeah it yeah. is yeah it's a, such a shame yeah, it's a big shame because that test that he did get in with Australia, he looked just very technically sound. He batted he got a, well. He got a, yeah, he got a 50 in that match on debut and looked like he was going to go on. And I just thought, this 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 guy is excellent. You know, he's finally getting his chance and he's not blowing it. Like, he's doing a fantastic job. So, and yeah, in, in that same match, he goes off with a shoulder injury. It's just, oh my goodness. He, he couldn't get to break. So obviously, Oliver's questions asked and answered. Thank you for getting those in, Oliver. Joey has some surprise questions that he has not revealed. Yes. What a, what a terrible Ooh. podcast. <laughs> we no well, now whatsoever. Yeah, well, look, that's true most of the time. But yeah. in my defense, uh, I did receive this question during recording. Uh, and it's from it's from Troy Warner. Uh, love you. He is a <laughs> podcast host at the Paracave Podcast. So check out the Paracave Podcast. Uh, absolute legend, Troy. But he has come with a cricket question for us, boys. And he said, after Glenn Maxwell's heroics in the World Cup and now in a T20, is he Australia's best white ball player ever, overtaking Michael Bevan and Dean Jones? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a juicy question. That's a great question. question. Really good from Troy. Oh, you'd have to put him up there. You'd have to. You got to put him up there. I won't sit here and say I'm going to put him at number one, but he's definitely secured that top three however however people want to order it I'll, I'll i'll elaborate and say i would think he's the best modern day white ball player yeah 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 that that we've got and in the world i would say he's the best modern white ball player i hope that answers your question troy maybe maybe joey can give you a different answer but that's just my opinion mate what do you reckon Reese? i want to steal luke's opinion <laughs> you right. just want to be Luke, man. You just want to be him. 
Yeah, well, I always want to be people that I find pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. Like, he's definitely up there. But, um, yeah, it, it's hard to find... Um, it's hard to find people who do what Maxwell do at the moment, but we've seen some impressive ODI scores over the last 20, 30 years. And yeah, he's definitely up there, but I'm not sure if it is exactly number one yet. Let's see. Let's see how it looks when he's done. You know, yeah. you, you can, you can get a really good gauge on a person's career once they're finished. Better That's than, right. You know, when they're playing, it's like, they've got, they've got more to do. You know, they've got so who's to say he's not going to shatter his records again. So we'll just have to wait and see. It's uh, it's sort of like the immortal talk in rugby league. You can't call someone an immortal currently with if they're still playing compared to someone who's already finished the game. Uh, for me, Maxwell has been incredible in the World Cup and in the T20s, but consistency is the thing I, I think Maxwell needs. Bevan over a long time was consistent for Australia. He was consistent in the short form of the game constantly making 50s, constantly converting to 100s. And Dean Jones was an absolute superstar of Australian cricket. So I think you boys are right in saying that Maxwell currently in the modern day era, uh, definitely a white ball specialist and, you know, is is certainly heading up that list to overtake those guys. But I think currently we can't really predict that. As Ree said, I think he needs to finish his career first. But, mate, they, they are great responses, boys. Uh, Troy, thank you so much for the question. Uh, as we've said before, don't forget, you can get your questions in Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Threads, X, everywhere that we post, and also using speakpipe.com uh, forward slash Rock Infringement Pod. That was the silly mid-on section. It was always good to have a laugh. Guys, that stumps for another episode. Would like to thank our sponsors, uh, Gibson's Country Style Jerky. They have some amazing feeds. Get your orders in. Uh, use the code podcast, is it, Joey, to get 10% off your uh, next order. Um, I would like to also remind everyone to get onto rugbyleaguemerch.com and get yourself some summer drinking items. It's going to be a hot one this year, and there's nothing better than having a cold beer from me or Ruck Infringement Pint Glass while watching the cricket. I'd like to thank Joey and Reese, boys. What another amazing episode that's been on this week. You know, I won't be on next week, so it won't be as good. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, the listeners, without you, we're just three morons chatting absolute rubbish on a Wednesday night. So thank you for getting those listens in every single week. I don't know if that changes it. I think we still are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least we have people listening, mate. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We're we're just, we are nonsense. Exactly. We're still three morons. Tell, tell, tell us a lot about you know the people listening to the nonsense compared yeah. to us spinning the nonsense. Yeah, it right. just means they still have hope we might get better. but in saying that that's Reese, that's Joey and I'm Luke keep taking those wins